Hello, Falcon fans. Thank you for tuning into the very first episode of On the Wing, the Cedar Crest Athletics podcast. I am LJ Smith, the Director of Athletic Communications at Cedar Crest College, and I will be your host. On this episode, you will hear the conversation I had with head basketball coach Kristen Carrot, learning about her journey as a student athlete from her childhood to conference champion in college. Then we will discuss her path to becoming the head basketball coach of the Falcons and the other roles she holds, such as the strength and conditioning coach and assistant athletic director for sports performance. And thank you again for joining us on On the Wing. I am here with head basketball coach Kristen Carrot. How are you doing today, coach? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm very excited to get the first podcast off the ground. Uh, thank you for being the first guest. Um, so let's get into it. Um, so we're going to kind of go through your athletic career all the way from your childhood playing days to, to high school and college, and then kind of talk about how you became a coach and your experiences and how it brought you to Cedar Crest. Uh, so first, how did you get involved in, in playing your sport of basketball? Um, I am kind of spoiled. Um, I'm from Connecticut and, uh, their program and in Connecticut, I think most people may know they're, they're, they're not bad. Um, so, uh, I started playing basketball um, probably, I want to say probably when I was six or seven. Um, and then uh, in I'm now going to date myself here. But then in 1995, when uh, UConn won their first um, national championship, I think I think every little girl in, in Connecticut that played basketball at the time um, just kind of fell in love with it. I mean, the, the team in 95 just played with so much passion and kind of just showed you know, little girls in Connecticut that like you can, you can play basketball at a high level. Um, so that definitely started my, started my passion for the game. Um, you know, I played basketball, uh, all through, all throughout high school, obviously, and then in, into college. Um, funny enough, my first sport in high school though, is I was the quarterback of our high school football team. So that I actually, because obviously football comes before basketball season. So that was yeah. my sport in high school. Um, uh, pretty quickly, um, my basketball coach in my freshman year of high school was like, yeah, you, you don't have a future as a quarterback, but you, <laughs> you, could, you could possibly do something with basketball. So um, my, my football days were short lived. Um, but yeah, I, I played basketball throughout high school. I started, you know, I started varsity all four years, was a thousand point score, you know, yada, yada, all that, all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I, I did have some aspirations of applying division one. Um, you know, I, I think, I think if I had done it differently, um, I probably, I probably could have, uh, could have, have gotten a, a few scholarships here and there, but, um, I ended up going to, um, Keene State College for, for three years and played basketball there for two, um, had a really unfortunate back injury, I ended up hurting a few discs in my back, like just a freak thing that like, and I, I was never hurt before ever. So this was, that was kind of odd. Um, ended up transferring to Becker College for my junior and senior year. Um, had a had a great little run there. Um, ended up winning conference title, going to the NCAA tournament. So, um, yeah, it was. I mean, my playing days is they're over <laughs> for sure, <laughs> over at this point. Um, but it was, you know, it was the best. I call it five years of my life. Um, you know, and that's something that that kind of got me into coaching and, and giving back for sure. That's great. That, that's a nice little tidbit. I, you as a starting quarterback, I'd, I'd love to see photos of that or a video footage just to, just to see you in action, coach. Yeah, um, I mean, 
yeah, it was, it, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Short lived, but a lot yeah. of fun. So you mentioned about high school being a thousand point score. You, and you mentioned you had aspirations of going D1, but ultimately you were, did you know you were going to play in college? Were you recruited? What was the recruiting process like for you along the way? Yeah. So, um, I did, um, I, I did have a feeling that I was going to apply in college. Um, honestly, at the time, I didn't really know much about division three. Um, I was recruited by, by a, a good number of division one schools. Um, and honestly, uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot of guidance in, in the recruiting process. Um, uh, my parents are, are definitely not, were definitely not involved in my life. Um, so it was just kind of like, oh, what everyone else is doing like this, you know, what's kind of going on with this? And um, I, I think I, I definitely dropped the ball in a lot of areas in, in, in that, which is what I try to bring to coaching now and, and to tell the kids now, like, hey, this is this is a really important decision. Um, you know, make sure you're doing your homework, make sure you're, you know, you're, you're definitely doing your research on schools. You know, you have someone in your corner that's that's guiding you in this process because because I didn't have that. Um, so I knew I was going to play in college. Um, I ended up losing um, kind of two scholarships at the same time via miscommunication. Uh, I by no means was a superstar. Um, I probably would have been, you know, if so, if option A, B and C didn't work out, then here I was option D for, for some schools as, as far as scholarships are concerned. Um, but I ended up calling a coach and, and turning down a scholarship offer and my high school coach at the same time was talking to a school um, and, and telling them that I was choosing school A and I was telling school A that I was choosing school B. And unfortunately I wasn't good enough on either one's radar to hold a scholarship for. So, um, you know, that was, that was, you know, once again, miscommunication, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and so at that point I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to play basketball um, in college. I was just going to go for academics. And then a bunch of, of my friends and actually former teammates of mine and then turned out to be opponents of mine um, were like, you, you should be going to school and playing basketball. Um, so I ended up playing, I ended up going to Keene State. Um, one of my, one of my, well, I guess former teammates, but also opponent in high school. Uh, funny enough, we played against each other for four years in the conference championship, lost all four years. Um, but she, uh, she was like, Hey, one of my, one of my teammates is going keen. Like you should, you should look into it. You guys should be roommates. And at that point I was like, all right. So that's, that's what happened. And, and we ended up going there and she played soccer there, um, and played basketball and, um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I got to school. And then my high school coach got the, um, coaching job at Becker. And, um, you know, for, for lack of going into that, I basically told him if he ever got a coaching job and I could still play, uh, I would go play for him. Um, so he called me up, um, not against NCAA rules. I had a previous relationship with him. Um, as, as thank you for, coach. thank you for clarifying. Yeah. yeah. He was my high school coach. So there was no breaking of NCAA rules there. He basically, you know, he told me that he got the job and, you know, I was like, cool, I'll apply. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. And it was awesome. I mean, I went, uh, you know, I went to a school where I definitely could play, um, you know, I definitely could, you know, could, could get some things done. And I think, you know, the best part about going transferring to Becker was that at the time it was a program that didn't really know what winning looked like. 
Um, and it was, it was good to bring kind of my competitive drive. And if anyone's ever seen me coach, we know that I'm, I'm pretty competitive. Um, and, and yeah, we ended up, uh, ended up, you know, winning a, um, a conference championship and, and going in the NCAA tournament. So it was definitely worth it, um, for sure. And yeah. So reflecting back, especially for high school, you, you were inducted into your high school hall of fame in 2018. What did that mean to you personally? And, and who was your biggest influence uh, for, for you to get into like, not just the hall of fame, but be that, that driven? Yeah. I mean, high school was, um, you know, high school personally for me was, was, was tough, um, you know, for, for outside factors, but basketball was always my happy place. Um, my teammates, I, I ended up living with a few teammates throughout high school and, and, you know, they just, it was almost like they saw something in me when it came to basketball that I didn't see for myself. Um, you know, I was definitely not someone that was going to buckle down and, and, and study, 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 even though I did get good grades, it was more, it was more like my teammates were like, okay, like you, you know, you, you can focus on basketball, but in order to do that, like you need to do this. Um, you know, we, I, I played with, I think my, I want to say my, my, freshman, sophomore, and junior year teams, I want to say all five of the starting five ended up playing uh, basketball in college. Um, wow. You know, uh, one went to a division one school, and then the rest of us played division three. Um, but we were just, you know, it was just an awesome time. I mean, I still talk to most of them today, um, which I don't, I don't know how many people still talk to their high school teammates, college probably, but, but not high school. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I ended, I was playing with really good, really good players around me. Um, you know, I had a lot of unselfish, unselfish teammates who would get me the ball and didn't mind if I shot and missed 30 times and get the rebound and give it back. <laughs> um, and I think winning helps. We were we were pretty we were pretty good. Um, you know, ended up losing to the same school four years in a row in the conference championship, but that's okay. I, I'm uh, almost over that. <laughs> Um, however many years later, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I just have really great teammates. Um, I think as far as, you know, who, if I had to pick a, a few teammates, um, you know, my, my best friend, um, in, in high school and her family, she was a year younger than me. She was a, a much better field hockey player than she was basketball player, but you know, her, her family was very supportive and very driven and, and, and loved that. I loved the game of basketball. So that was, that was pretty great. Um, my grandparents, you know, came, never missed a game. I mean, I don't think my grandparents ever missed a game in college either. Um, so they were always there supporting. Um, and then my, my coach was just the best. Um, he, which I think is really important. And, and something that I try to do is he made me compete every single day in, in some way, shape or form, whether it was you know, if we were playing a team and we were up by 50, you know, well, who can I inspire to get the ball? Who can, who can I make better around me and how can I make them better? Um, he would tell me that I probably didn't play any defense in high school, which is probably true. Um, so, you know, just challenging me in those ways. And then there were days where, you know, as a high school player, you just, you will probably be in a little bit of a bonehead every here, every now and then. And, and he would call me out on that. And, and I love that. Um, I remember our winter practices. My, my high school coach was very, very good at basketball. And he would, you know, we would play five on five. He would play. And the next thing I know, I'd look around and nobody else was on the court playing anymore. And we were playing one on one. 
and like wow. it's just something where he was he would always like challenge me and, and, and I, I would love competing against him and he would never let me win ever um I did win at, <laughs> sometimes but he never it wasn't like you know I mean he was bigger than me he's probably probably just touch under six feet tall um and you know he he would post me up and he would be like sorry like you know yeah. and and I, I loved that because he just didn't let me win um, and then when I got to, when I got to college, it was a little bit different. You know, I was a little bit older. Um, he was a little bit older. He had a few more years under his belt coaching and, and we kind of started to have that more of a coach coach relationship where he, I think he saw that coaching was probably going to be in my future. Um, and we talked about the game more, like, you know, I would, he would call me over and say, okay, what'd you see here? What could be, what, you know, what could we do here? Where are our advantages? And I, and I love that you know, because he still got on me when I was, you know, not doing the things I was supposed to be doing, probably not playing any defense. Um, but it turned into teaching me more of the game and why he would do the things that he would do. So I think, you know, a combination of, of having great teammates, um, you know, having supportive people in my, in my corner and then just having an amazing coach who would just challenge me every single day was definitely something that, that kept me playing. So you, when you transferred to Becker, you're a student athlete there again, with mm -hmm. your former coach. Mm -hmm. And then in the 2007-8 season, you go to the NAC championship game and you mm -hmm. win. Mm -hmm. What what was going through your head to finally, A, get that championship you couldn't get with your coach in high school, but just to know that you won a conference championship and you're going to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, uh, I mean, I can tell you exactly. I mean, I have a picture of it. I um, It's one of my favorite pictures ever. Uh, I think there was still time on the clock. I, I honestly don't know. I think there was probably still time on the clock and I just ran over and I just hugged him. I just like, you know, I was just, and I, I probably, and I, I know you're, this is going to go live. So whatever, I, even though I won't admit it, I probably cried a little bit. I probably shed a tear. <laughs> um, Cause it's something that we worked so hard for, for so many years. And, and I played AAU form too. So I played, I played with this man a lot yeah. and, and to finally get a championship um, was, was awesome. Um, I think I, every player's dream is to cut a nut, a nut down. Um, and you know, it's, I've done it now three times, once as a player, twice as a coach. And it's, it's just an amazing feeling. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. And, and now, you know, that I'm, I'm coaching here and, you know, I, I know how hard a coach has to work and I know how hard it is to win a championship that that championship ring that we have you know means a heck of a lot more I mean even though it meant a lot like now I sit there and I'm like oof it, it was really hard to get that yeah um but no it was it was awesome um it was you know it was it was it was great I mean in in that year we were the lowest seed in the tournament so we had to knock off everybody to wow. to win so it was pretty good that, that's amazing. And you also led the conference in minutes played, like averaging 38 minutes a game. So you, you were that player that like you probably fought to come off the floor, didn't you? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, once again, and this was I, I played for, for my coach for many years. So I felt like I could say this. I said, I didn't come here to sit on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I better be playing if I'm going to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I told him I wanted to play for sure. Sure. And to have that relationship with the coach, how, how important is that, that you've had that experience, but how do you see that as a coach currently? We'll get into the coaching, like your story, but just sure. for this point, what is that like now? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important. Um, you know, I, I think you can coach kids a little bit harder when they know that you care about them. Um, and that's a lot of what people don't see behind the scenes. Um, you know, they usually only see a practice or they see a game and they see either how hard or, you know, you coaches, coaching can run the gamut. Obviously I'm a little bit more on the, on the hard, um, yelling, screaming, you know, side. And there are some coaches that sit back and don't do anything. And, and there's critique on either side, but you have to know what goes behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, I think that that coach player relationship is super important on um, the trust factor there, the understanding of, okay, you can, you, you have to coach a kid this way, or you can, you know, kind of push the limits this way, or, or you really can't. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's very, very, very important. And I don't think that those are relationships that you just build in a, we'll use this year as an example, 114 day, you know, practice season, it's relationships you build, you know, in the recruiting process, it's relationships you build off the court, team bonding, you know, like as, as you know, LJ, but, but you know, people might not like our cookie baking competition, right? Yeah, it's amazing absolutely. to watch these kids compete <laughs> baking cookies, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, there is some competitive fire there. How do I figure out how to bring that out on the floor? And, and I think that that relationship is important, is important because they're not going to um, know how much you care unless you show them. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Coach, to, for explaining about your athletic career coming up. And, and now uh, we're going to step aside quick for a sponsor read, and then we'll come back and talk about how you began your coaching career and also strength and conditioning. Are you looking to get your hands on some Cedar Crest Falcons gear? Head over to cedarcrestathletics.com and click the link under the tab Fan Zone to find our Falcons sideline store. Each month, there is a promotion that offers a discount to all things Falcons, from hats, hoodies, shirts, and more. Head to our Falcons Athletics sideline store today, powered by BSN Sports. Stout Associates certified public accountants provide accounting, tax, and consulting services to small and family-owned businesses by becoming a part of the team. To find out more, visit stoutcpas.com. Stout CPA is proud to sponsor Cedar Crest College Athletics. And we're back with the head basketball coach, Kristen Carrot of the Cedar Crest College basketball team. Uh, we're going to go into your coaching career a little bit. And also another thing you're a part of here, you're also the strength and conditioning coach at Cedar Crest College, as well as the assistant athletic director for uh, athletic performance. So all of those titles on top of being a head basketball coach, but the journey to get here, uh, where did you begin coaching? Um, so I actually started as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, you know, my degree is in exercise science and I, um, was, was lucky enough that because of, of transferring from Keene to, to Becker, um, my senior year, I basically just needed to do an internship. Um, and so I was able to work with our athletic trainer at the time, um, to kind of do an internship. And through that internship, I ended up, um, working with three teams as their strength and conditioning coach. Um, it was uh, my basketball team, um, men's soccer, and uh, field hockey. Um, and so I started there. And then that next year, um, the teams decided volunteer, but hired me on um, as their as their strength coach um, for that. So after I graduated that that next that next season, which was cool. Um, you know, it gave me a good. We didn't have a strength conditioning 
program at Becker at the time that was like structured. I'm sure each team was kind of doing their own thing, um, but but not an actual not not an actual program. So I was able to start working with some of the teams there, um, and then I went to Marquette University for for an internship there. Um, and not, and I started working with the, the women's basketball program, and kind of realized that I missed coaching basketball. Um, and I, I ended up talking to, I ended up moving back to Connecticut and um, talking to one of my former um, teammates slash opponents who played at Tufts University. Um, and I, you know, I just asked her, I was like, hey, do you think that Coach Baruby would let me be an, an assistant? And she was like. Sure, and ended up getting me in touch with with Coach Baruby, um, and she had um, she had an opening and volunteer. Her volunteer assistant had just left, and she was like, "Hey, if you want to drive from Hartford, Connecticut, to Boston, Massachusetts every day, sure." And I was like, "Sure." Um, <laughs> and and what's you know kind of ironic, but but super exciting for me about that is Carla played on the 1995 UConn national championship team. So it was like kind of coming full circle of how I started playing to now I'm, I'm working with, you know, you know, coach Baruby who, who played on that team. Um, so it took me a little while. Like it was very nervous at first because I was like kind of like on the team that I idolized and now, um, but yeah, so, so I was lucky enough that she, she um, hired me on as a volunteer assistant. Um, and that's when I started doing, doing both. So I was able to work with them, um, you know, as their strength coach, um, but also as, you know, an assistant basketball coach. And they, they do have a transitioning program there. It was awesome. Um, so I didn't like, you know, I wasn't like creating programs for them or anything. It was just basically, you know, following through with the programs that, that their, that their strength coach at, at Tufts had done. Um, and then working with them over winter break, you know, working with them on the road, stretching all that good stuff um, that yeah. I was able to incorporate into, into coaching, um, basketball and then and then coach Baruby hired me on um for the next two years and I was there for um for three years um we ended up winning the first ever NESCAC championship um in that same year we ended up going all the way to the final four um and it was awesome it was I mean it was everything you could ever ask for as a as a you know once again working with Carla who who, you know, played at UConn to now being in division three and, and, you know, going all the way to the, to the final four. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a great experience. Um, I learned like coach Baruby is an amazing coach X's nose wise, an amazing defensive coach for sure. Um, but the, she gets the best out of her players. Um, and she's very, subdued in a lot of ways um and and it was just really I just learned so much on the leadership side of things I learned so much as to how to grow a program how to recruit how to find kids that fit your program not just kids that are really good um and yes we had plenty of very good kids um but but kids that fit your program and fit who you are and fit who you want your program to be and how to grow alumni and and her alumni relations are just amazing and I was like okay like I, I can see myself trying to emulate that um somewhere else so I ended up leaving um leaving Tufts and coaching in high school for years I was searching for for jobs and then um at, at Nichols for for a year for a friend of mine and and at Nichols actually I worked a lot more with the strength conditioning side of things that's where I was really you know designing the programs I was carrying them out 
Um, it was a little bit different and, and same thing for the men's basketball team at the time. Um, and, and actually I was, I was probably more connected with the men's basketball program there um, than the women's at, at certain points, even though I was coaching. Um, but it was a, you know, it, that kind of just kind of propelled me to, uh, I think I'm ready to lead my own program. And then here I am. That's, that's great. Now you mentioned going to the final four with coach Baruby, mm-hmm. a, a NESCAC school in itself, it, the conference is one of the toughest conference in division three basketball. Mm-hmm. What you, you obviously learned a lot from her, but what, what's the one poignant thing that you use today that she has taught you so far that in your coaching philosophy at Cedar Crest? You, you gotta play defense. You gotta be able to defend. Um, I think that's the one thing that, that as a player, um, I think we talked about this a little bit before. I didn't value the defensive end. I always thought you could just outscore people. And that's not that's not the case. Um, you know, I I was amazed at there's tons of talent in the NESCAC. There's tons of talent all, you know, all over the country, but there's a ton of talent in the NESCAC. And it it was just amazing how, you know, she would get her players to to just hold the lead, the other team's leading scorer under their average every game. Um, and don't quote me on the every game, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was almost every game. And, um, you know, when I was there, we had the defensive player of the year every year. Um, and that was a big part of, of why we won. Um, we went to the Sweet 16 my first year when I was a volunteer. Um, and we didn't have one player that averaged over 10 points a game. Um, and that's, we could score, but we wouldn't let the other team score either. Yeah. And, and I think I think that that's kind of the the brand of Nescaq basketball. It's very defensive. Um, but that's the one thing is is you got to be able to defend and you have to you have to bring energy. You have to communicate. Um, and I think that that fits really well with the Division Three mentality. That's great. Now you've been at Cedar Crest. This would have been your fifth season. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought you here? other than it being a first-time head coaching position, but you've been here for five years. You've had a lot of room to grow, including strength and conditioning coach, assistant athletic director. What, 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 what brought you to Cedar Crest? Um, honestly, talking to Dr. Snook the very, the very first time, um, you know, I, I saw that there was an opportunity to create something here and an opportunity to grow the program in a lot of different ways, academically, basketball wise, like there, there, this program was, was up and coming and, you know, it, it needed a revival of energy. Um, and I think that that was something that, that I can bring. Um, you know, I, I think energy is not something that I lack when it comes to, to coaching, um, but also the ability to create our conditioning program. Um, as you mentioned at the time, um, there was nine teams, I believe, when I first started. There were yeah. there were nine teams when I first started, um, and and just being able to create that from the ground up, and and being able to do both. Um, I love working with our student athletes, um, and now I get to work with all of our student athletes. You know, I go I go to the games, and I and I think the one thing that I I do love and that does keep me here is that I can wear two different hats, right? I can be on the basketball sideline. And, and people see me that way. And then I can go to a soccer game and be their biggest fan or softball game or field hockey game, lacrosse, whatever it may be. And I'm yelling and screaming. I probably don't know the rules, but I, you know, I'm, I'm their biggest fan. And I think that that matters. I think that having a, our, 
our, all of our coaches here and all of our teams have me as their support staff where they know, like, you know, I'm going to, and, and the players and the student athletes do too, is, is they know that they're going to get a high five from me when they need to, or, you know, a little pep talk when they, when they need it. Um, but that's, that was what drew me here. Um, what's, what's kind of kept me here once again, being able to do both, um, our athletic department. I think that we have an amazing athletic department. Um, I love all of our coaches, um, you know, once again, our student athletes and, and of course, you know, our athletic director is extremely supportive in every way, shape or form. Um, you know, I think he comes to all of our games. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great place to, to have your first head coaching opportunity because there's so much room to grow. Um, there's so much room to learn and it's, it's so supportive. And piggybacking off that, that's the main reason for myself as well to come here and realize that we have an opportunity to, to learn on our own in our first either head coach, director, whatever the position is. Mm-hmm. You, you may not figure it out the first time, which is completely okay, but the staff here has been nothing but supportive of every single program. And obviously I cover all the programs. Mm-hmm. You are like the strength and conditioning coach for all the programs. It's so invigorating to see the growth from, especially when you started me three and a half years ago to where we are today. Yeah. And that's a credit to the recruiting from our coaching staff, the, the type of kids that we're bringing in and yeah, the academic programs here, it, it's to see it come full circle is just, it, it's so inspiring. And to have someone like you who gets to not only see your team, but to see the entire athletic department grow, it, it must be very rewarding. Yeah. I mean, I just, and, and, you know, all of our programs are, have grown leaps and bounds, but I just think about our soccer program and where they were when I first started to, to playing in back-to-back conference championship games. Um, obviously not, not this year because of, of the pandemic, but um, yeah, and, and just to see the fight and, and the desire and, and not that you ever want to see tears in a, in a student athlete's eyes by any means, but like, you know, when they lose, they're, they're visibly upset because they're not, they don't know what it's like to lose anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that that success inspires everyone else's success um when that when that's all you know that's all you know and it, yeah. in, in you know with a super supportive athletic program you know it, athletic department I should say um yeah it, it breeds success and in, in some some programs move faster than others um but that that desire and that mentality and that that overall collective like we we want to win um we want our student athletes to have a great experience but but we think winning is part of that great experience now, speaking of academic uh, su- success, your basketball team received the Colonial States Athletic Conference, the CSAC 2018-19 Academic Team Award. What did that mean to you knowing that you, you came into a program and success was something you wanted to provide and it came academically as well? Yeah, um, when, I, when I got the job, we had the lowest GPA in the athletic department. Um, and that I know needed to change. Um, I, I say this to every recruit that, that comes through, um, you know, unless, um, unless I, I just do a really, I'm just an amazing basketball coach. You're probably going to, gonna, you're not going to go to the WNBA. Um, but, but you are going to be professional in some other part of your life. Um, you know, whether it's a nurse, whether it's criminal justice, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm you really have to, you really have to buy into that. Um, and, and academics are super, super important. Um, you know, 
we obviously had had you know great student athletes on our in, in our program but you know having having the valedictorian of the 2020 graduating class helped with that award for sure absolutely um i think you know i think you know having a 4-0 every every semester helps but but yeah that's one thing that i that i made sure um i emphasized as soon as i got the job here and and that led to some people not not you know staying on, on our team and it's hard, you know, yeah. balancing, balancing academics and athletics and, and most of, most of my student athletes work too. That's really hard. Um, but it's, it's worth it and, and you have to want to do it. Um, and I was lucky that I had kids that bought into it and, and yeah, they're, uh, I tell them all the time, they're a lot smarter than me. <laughs> well, getting them to buy in is one thing, mm -hmm. but getting them to be involved in the community. So having, having your day of service, um, for the WBCA day in Allentown school district, but also something very dear to your heart, the Alzheimer's walk. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how it's very important to you, but also your team knows how important it is. And just having that connection with them allows you to even appreciate that day more with your student athletes. Yeah. I mean, the Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's walk, um, is in September, um, every, every year. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, one thing that that I, I definitely brought in my program was my grandmother, um, who who had Alzheimer's, and um, actually one of the, the the reason I started coaching um, was so we talked about when I came back from Marquette, and I and I knew that I, I wanted to coach basketball, but the the reason why it kind of happened the way that it did is my grandfather ended up passing away, and in his will, he all he wanted me to do was to coach basketball at a small Division three school. Now, my grandfather knew nothing about Division One, Two, and Three. I don't think that he knew that UConn was Division One and like Cedar Crest was Division Three. Like, I don't think he got that, but that's what he had in his will. So I was like, well, I have to do it. And and I was lucky once again that Coach Berube, you know, hired me on as a volunteer and so on and so forth. But um, sports have always been really, really big in my family. And um, you know, my when my grandmother, you know, we started to to notice the decline. Um, you know. I knew that I wanted to bring a little bit of empathy and compassion um, from something that matters to me into my program so that I could coach them a little bit harder. Um, and they bought into it, you know, uh, at, the, at the beginning, um, we would FaceTime my grandmother, we'd walk around and she'd be like, oh, you know, and they, they you know, we're team old lady Faye and, and, you know, it, it was a, it was a, it was a great thing. And, and once you connect with your players on that level, um, you find that, you know, I had players that, that had, you know, connections to, to someone that either suffered from or cared for or died from, from Alzheimer's. Um, this year in particular, it was because of, once again, because of COVID. So, you know, see the, trying to see the, the highlights in it. Um, we were able to have, I think, four or five teams participate. And, and even one of our soccer players' families came because her grandmother had, had suffered from Alzheimer's so it was a way to to unite our entire athletic department but as far as my team is concerned yeah they love it um you know they they love to once again they they get to walk around Bethlehem so they're very happy about that and my dogs come and they're very yeah. happy about that um but yeah I mean giving back is is really important um I think for me last year um when we it was at it was still able to be at the the steel stacks in Bethlehem um we had a a woman come up to us 
and say, you know, we see you guys here every year. It's so great to see like a college out here supporting it. And that's what means the most, you know, is is to know that they don't have, they have no idea what our record is. They probably have no idea that I'm the coach. They probably think I'm a player. Um, but, but to, to be out there and, and, you know, and show support for something that's bigger than ourselves. That's very, that's very important. And especially with this past walk being virtual, uh, Mm -hmm. We did it around the Rose Garden right behind campus. Mm-hmm. But you having that connection as the strength and conditioning coach, you got other teams involved. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just because they felt the need to. Like they knew it was supporting you and, and your grandmother. But also you, you see that other teams have family situations in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. To connect with them and share that moment must have been really touching. Yeah, it, it was, it, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I had an idea that this would probably be the last, the last walk that, that my grandmother would, would be around for. Um, but yeah, once again, just, just seeing, you know, unfortunately, this walk is always a year that we have three home games, right? Volleyball's playing, feel like I'm playing soccer. So yeah. none of the teams can come because obviously their buddies are helping out the other yeah, team. Absolutely. Um, so this year, you know, it was, it was serendipitous in a way, you know, you have to see the silver lining through it, but, but yeah, it was awesome that they came out it was actually even raining. Um, yeah. We still, we still got the, the, you know, a bunch of student athletes to come out. Um, a few coaches came down, um, you know, Dr. Snook took, you know, had purple on with, with his family and we had all our masks on and socially distanced walked and, you know, try to take pictures as we could, (laughs) Um, you know, but, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. And, and I think, you know, sometimes as coaches and, and not that this is why you do it, but sometimes as coaches, you hope that you're making an impact. You hope that, you know, these, these kids understand how much you care, even though I'm the one that's making them do squats and deadlift (laughs) and run and all that stuff. But to see them show up for something that's personal to me is awesome. And it's, it's why you do it for sure. Epic Tours is the exclusive charter bus company for Cedar Crest College Athletics. Specializing in group travel by motor coach, Epic Tours can accommodate trips ranging from corporate events to wedding shuttles to cross-country trips. When planning your next trip, call Epic Tours at 844-EPIC-BUS. That's 844-374-2281. Or you can visit them on the web at epictoursgroup.com. The Lehigh Valley Health Network is the primary healthcare provider for Cedar Crest College Athletics, LVHN, a passion for better medicine. We'll touch upon a couple of recent and current players. Um, most recently, Ashley Wilson has joined the team uh, last uh, December, January, um, transferring in and then made an immediate impact, um, not only for the team, but the CSAC getting on um weekly awards from them but scoring enormous amounts of points uh, what, what has she been to the team since she's joined not only just as a scorer and a teammate but personally to the program yeah um I knew that that I knew that she had the ability to be super special when I started recruiting her um you know she's from Connecticut which obviously I'm a little biased but um yeah I, I recruited her really hard um you know, going into, going into last year. Um, and, and she ended up getting a full division two scholarship. So I couldn't really fault her, um, for that by any means, even though I was like, it's pained, it pained me to, to, you know, to not get her. Um, and then she just, she, yeah, she ended up transferring to us. 
Um, and you know, I, I told her when she, once all of her paperwork and everything went through, I was like, you're, you're going to start on December 28th. I believe that was her. I believe that. Yeah. Was her. Against that. Yeah. Lancaster Bible. Um, and she was like, what? And I was like, no, you're, you're going to start. So like, you're going to have to learn to play really quick. Cause I think our first practice back was probably the 26th. Um, and yeah she just she grabbed her playbook and and once again i i thank my lucky stars every day that venus cabrera was on my team because venus probably sat down and taught her the plays from every single position <laughs> um and yeah she stepped up i think she had 28 points in her first game um, yeah. and i i think we we just actually just talked about this the other day with her dad um her first first play of the game i think um gem won the tip got the ball to Ashley, Ashley dribbled up and she was like two or three, I would say two or three steps behind the three point line. And I was like, shoot, she literally <laughs> looked at me and she was like, what? I was like, shoot the ball. Yeah. And she made it. She made her first three and she looked at me and I was like, I didn't bring you here not to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Ashley brings a competitive nature. Um, Ashley brings a different brand of basketball. If, if you actually watch her, she can score. Um, but she's, she's not score first. She's looking to pass the ball. And that's one thing that my team, my current players weren't used to, you know, I, the first couple of games, a lot, we had a lot of broken noses, right? A lot of, <laughs> but a lot of balls had a lot of players um, because they weren't used to that. They weren't used to someone who was going to drive and not force up a shot, but, but kick it. Um, and once, once my team got used to that, we, we won a lot more games in that second semester and, and we ended up beating the number two team in the conference in our final game. Um, so she brought it, she brings a competitiveness. She brings um, athleticism. I mean, she's super athletic. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what she's going to do. I mean, unfortunately this year, but in, in her next four years of, of what she's going to allow me to recruit um, and, and what, and how good she's going to make everyone around her. Because I think she's, got the ability to make my current players really really good as well that it, it, it's inspiring to see especially I wasn't able to be at, at that first game uh, mm-hmm. the first home game of the new year but just just to see the energy she brought to what your team already had it was a whole nother level and especially mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking back to the half court shot she hit right before halftime yeah against, that, was our, that was our last game yeah. like I just I just remember not no one was shocked everyone kind of expected it to go in like they were just like Oh yeah, it went in and then everyone just was like, cool. Yeah. Let's go to the locker room and get ready to come out. Like it was, it's such a different brand of basketball yeah. and it, it takes time. I think that's the thing to note that it's not going to happen overnight and being persistent is, is key in this point and not forcing things, but letting it come naturally, naturally to the kids with positive coaching. Yeah. I mean, I think w- one thing that it's like, it's tough is our injuries and, and every year, um, we've brought in recruits that I was really excited about and they all ended up getting injured before the season even started. So before they even got to me. So it's one of those things where you recruit and you think you're going to have these kids and then someone gets hurt. And now you're kind of, I don't want to say backpedaling, but, but backtracking a little bit and saying, okay, you know, now, now where do we go from here? Cause we thought we were going to have this. And with Ashley, um, you know, <laughs> would you know she's she's pretty healthy and she she can get banged around and she's she's good so now we're now we can build around her and um you know hopefully with this 2021 class you know we've got a couple of good commits already um we can we can put some pieces around her to add to what we what we already have and 
you know, I'm, I was really bummed that this year got, got canceled. I mean, I understand it completely. understand it, but we had just in the few practices we had in the fall, we have great chemistry. Um, you know, they, they know that they need to get Ashley the ball, but Ashley knows that, that when she gives the ball up, that we have the talent around her to, 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 you know, rise with her. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for, for the hope of, of next year. <laughs> Absolutely. And then just one last point to, to talk about, uh, you had a Falcons athlete of the year, uh, to, I believe it's last year, two years ago at this point, uh, Mackenzie Borger, mm-hmm. she transferred in as well. Uh, stepped up when an injury occurred on your team uh, with Gemini. Um, mm-hmm. What what has she meant to the program? Just because she she not only stepped up, but she communicates well, and she she's just one of those key players, glue players, along with both the twins, Venus and and Gemini. But to have a group like that on the floor that you know you could trust, does that make a difference for you, like comfortability wise? Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, you, you, you gotta have players you can trust on uh, and, and Mac. Um, yeah, Mac was, was rookie of the year for, for Cedar Crest. Um, we won't get into the rest of that, but yeah, she was rookie of the year at, for, for Cedar Crest. Um, and I mean, she, I think like to see her growth as a player, um, you know, she, she wasn't sure if she was, she wanted to play, she knew she wanted to play, but she, she had some hurdles to to get over and just to see her growth as a leader and she's a captain for me now um you know she's she's someone who I don't have to question their work ethic I know what I'm going to get day in and day out she's going to give me her all um and and if you see her play the girl spends more time on the ground than than standing upright right she attacks the basket hard um you know she's she's not afraid to dive after loose balls um when you have players or when you have, you know, someone like Ashley who can, who can score, but you have players around that you can trust to get the ball or to be in the right position or to set her up. Or even, you know, if, if Ashley shot three or four times and, and let's say air ball three or four times, you have a player like Matt to like kind of tap, you know, tap her on the back and say like, keep shooting. Like it's okay. Um, or as Mac has done multiple times last year, score 18 or 20 points in a game, you know, out of nowhere because she's like, okay, well, we're having an off day. So I guess I'll do it. And it's like, cool. You can do it all the time if you want to, like, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think the, the, the great thing about having a team that, that all gets along, but all supports each other is, you know, we all have things that go on in our personal lives and, and our team has always been there to, to lift each other up. And, um, Nala died, obviously, for those of you who don't know Nala, my golden retriever who came to all of our practices and all of our games, um, passed away. Um, and then, you know, two days later, Mac's grandfather passed away who came to all, almost all of our games. Um, and that next, that next game, um, that was our first week where we, in, in a long time, where we had two win weeks. Um, Mac came to Bryn Athen the day after her grandfather died and I think had a career high in points if not really close she had like 18 or 20 points um and, and helped us win that game uh we didn't we didn't win that game by very much and she helped us win that game and then that that next Saturday um we we won at Karen for the first time in a, in a long time and Jem obviously scored her a thousand points so you know it's it's things like that where we can rally around each other and, and raise our spirits through the game of basketball and and the last thing I'll touch on is coach being a coach during a pandemic what has what have you learned 
on, from yourself about how to coach your current student athletes, but obviously recruiting was on pause, but now things are starting to pick back up. What, what has the pandemic taught you as a head coach? Uh, I think, and I think I, I take this from being, you know, the strength conditioning coach as well. Um, empathy and sympathy. Um, you know, obviously when this all started in March, our, our, our spring sports were the first ones to lose. And, and what, what, you know, I, I try to stress this to, to everyone else is what, what they have to remember is we started working in August. We started working in September. They started in the weight room with me in September, running sprints, doing all this stuff. And, and we kept it going and, and then all, then it just stopped. Right. And, and of course, in my mind, in their mind, like it's, it, it, it's not for, for nothing, but that's how they see it at first. It's well, why do I do this? Why do I do that? Um, so it was like keeping them engaged and, and obviously, you know, doing those, um, uh, Facebook live or Instagram live workouts, whatever, and, and trying to keep them engaged and keep them have fun and, and not lose my personality that in the weight room that they, that they come to see and they know that they're going to get when, when we're doing that. Um, and then, and then the fall, we, we did it all over again, right? When, when a fall sports lost their sport and we're on campus thinking, okay, we may play, we may play, we may play, but then they're out there. We're still out there at 6am lifting yeah. still out there you know doing those open open string conditioning sessions and and whatnot and then we have our winter sports right so now i'm coaching basketball with my team with masks on outside on a tennis court for the first time ever because obviously our court flooded and it's in in the one thing that i said when my when our, our season got canceled is i've never been more proud of, of of being a basketball coach here at cedar cross than i was through this fall because they never complained that we were practicing outside, even when the wind was blowing so bad that like shooting was, there was no point. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't complain with the masks on, they didn't complain, they didn't complain about taking their temperature, they didn't complain about having one ball on the hand sanitizer and all of this stuff. You know, it's like we all we all adapted and they taught they taught actually me a lot, whereas I'm pretty rigid. I'm pretty like, you know there's a way I want things done. And this year I went out the window and them rolling with it and going with the flow and allowed me to kind of woosah, as I use that term a lot, a little bit to, to be like, okay, well, they're still here. And, you know, Fife's rolling her sleeves up to try to get it <laughs> outside. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, and we have to know Fife to know why that's funny, but, but it, it's definitely made me more sympathetic and empathetic. And, and honestly, the first day we got back in the office after we were done quarantining and whatnot, you know, it, I walked into Dr. Smith's office and I was like, I really, really, really love my job. I think sometimes, you know, with the go, 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 go of it, you know, in, in, in losing and, and winning and all the things that that come into coaching a division three sport and, and being the strength coach, sometimes you forget why you do it. And, and, and all of a sudden when it stops, you, you feel like a piece of you is missing. And I think that's, that's one thing that, that coaching through this pandemic has taught me is, is that I really do love what I do. Have a greater um, appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even seeing my, seeing my players, you know, it, as much as I, I love seeing them, you know, during the season, after going so long without like hearing Fife's, hey coach, <laughs> like you, you kind of, you miss it, you know, yeah. you, you miss it and you miss, 
you know, all of my Dunkin' Donuts cups all over the place. <laughs> you just, you, you miss those things about, about your kids and, and you're just reminded that, that you're so lucky to, to call this a, a job. Absolutely. And you touched on it. How excited are you to have a brand new basketball floor? Oh, I love it. It's so pretty. I, I just it's can't. Cool. Unfortunate for why we had to get a new floor. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, it did flood uh, during the summer of obviously 2020. I think that's <laughs> enough to, to say. But yeah. the, the idea that we have a brand new basketball court, mm-hmm. can't imagine how excited you are to get on the court with your team, obviously with mm-hmm. the season being canceled. How, how are you getting your team excited to like that that is your floor when we are ready to go like just like getting them hyped up for it yeah I uh I, I think Ashley I think Ashley um and maybe Sam are the only ones that have seen it so far okay um, actually I don't know if Sam's seen it but but Ashley's seen it in person and she was like coach it looks much better than the pictures you sent and I'm like yeah I was like imagine how good it's gonna look with some championship banners up there someday Absolutely. um and I think you know, I think the team that I have now, um, it, I actually said this to Coach Z the other day. I was talking to him. And with the graduation of, of Megan Gregory, um, again. Megan's uh, been Venus, here for like, what, six years? Six years, yeah. <laughs> with, with the graduation of Greg, Jem, and Venus, um, it was kind of, I think, apropos for there to be like a small halt and like Cedar Cross basketball to be like, okay, how do we move forward without three people that have, have really made this program over the last um, four years to now it's like a new, it's going to be a new version. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly not doing the things that, that we did, you know, in the past and, and we're, we're moving forward a little bit differently. You know, we're, we're, we're a very athletic team. We're a very small team, but we're a very athletic team. Um, so I think they're excited to get out there. You know, it's almost like a new floor, you know, what do they say? Like new, whatever, who this, their new number yeah. this time thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, am I going to kill me for saying that? <laughs> but like, that's kind of what they're, that's kind of how they're, they're looking at it is like, you know, they've, they've, they've emailed me or, or sent me texts like, Hey coach, can we do this? Hey coach, do, what do you think about a one, two, two? What do you think about trapping this? I'm like, you, you're just at home thinking this up on yourself. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're excited. They're excited for sure. Um, you know, once again, we, we canceled, um, all basketball stuff most for, for the season. Um, but, but they're excited to get in here. I mean, I told them you can come and shoot obviously. Um, but yeah, they're excited. They're excited. Well, thank you, Coach, for joining me on the first ever episode of On the Wing. I'm with head basketball coach Kristen Carrot of the Cedar Crest College basketball team. Um, thank, thank you, Coach, uh, the first ever episode. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to On the Wing, the Cedar Crest Athletics podcast. To stay connected to all things Cedar Crest Athletics, head to our website at cedarcrestathletics.com. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While you're at it, give Coach Carrot and the Cedar Crest College basketball team a follow as well. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on On the Wing. I'm your host, LJ Smith, signing off.